Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hello, good friends. Good to see you again on the Bill Press Pod with a very special guest today. Well, you know, with Congress basically in a holding mode, not getting much done, more and more of the action on the policy front has been shifting back to the states, both red and blue. And for several years, the leader among blue states in adopting progressive policies has been the state of Illinois under Governor J.B. Pritzker. A highly successful businessman and Democratic activist, Pritzker was first elected governor in 2018 and then re-elected for a second term in 2022. As Illinois' 43rd governor, he's led the nation on protecting women's reproductive rights, banning assault weapons, rebuilding infrastructure, legalizing recreational use of marijuana, ending cash bail, and outlawing the banning of books in school libraries. And in the summer of 2024, he'll be hosting the Democratic Convention in Chicago. But first today, it's an honor for us to host Governor Pritzker on the Bill Press Pod. Governor Pritzker, good to talk to you again. Uh, Welcome to the podcast. So tell us, how are things going in the uh, great state of Illinois? Well, thanks, Bill. Good to hear your voice. And uh, things are going well. We had a productive session. We passed our fifth balanced budget in a row. And in a state where the prior Republican governor couldn't get a budget passed for two (laughs) years, uh, we're pretty proud of the fact that Democrats have brought fiscal discipline and uh, compassion to state government. And so we're funding education uh, at a higher uh, level than we have ever before. Uh, we have more college scholarships and uh, more funding for our universities. And then I uh, have spent 20 years in the early childhood development space mm-hmm. before I was governor. And so I, I, you know, getting through the pandemic and balancing the budget allowed me to to implement a new program called Smart Start Illinois. So we're funding uh, preschool for everybody in the state, every child, and then um, we're expanding childcare uh, and other programs. Zero to five is highly important to me and makes a huge difference in the future of our state. So thanks for asking. Things are going very well here. Yeah, uh, look, boys, that is the most important part, I think, of education. And uh, I know it's been a high priority of yours uh, for some time. And there are some other initiatives, uh, Governor, I want to ask you about. But first, uh, you know, breaking news. And I just have to ask you, in the last few days, we've moved into uncharted territory in this country with the first president, first former president ever indicted on federal charges. Donald Trump now twice impeached, twice uh, indicted. What's your take on this and what do you think it means for the country? Well, first of all, this this uh, former president has, I think, demonstrated for years now that he doesn't care about the future of our country. In fact, the, he's all in it for himself. And now, the you know, as the front runner for the Republican nomination once again in 2024, uh, he's been indicted for espionage. I, hard to believe. Uh, and yep. you know, the other candidates and the 
GOP senators and Congress people are rushing to forgive him for his traitorous acts. And I, I'm, it's a, in a way, it's a sad day. Uh, in a way, though, I'm, I'm proud that the Department of Justice and the people who are you know, defending our Constitution uh, have uh, taken you know, what is a challenging uh, step to indict a, a former president, uh, but it's the right thing to do. Uh, and it does seem, doesn't it, Governor, that what goes around comes around because you and I remember in 2016, the heart of Donald Trump's campaign was accusing Hillary Clinton of mishandling uh, confidential documents. And I think you're going to see over and over again the clips of Donald Trump saying that you know anyone who reveals secrets should be disqualified from being president of the United States. He said that over and over and over again, and yep, that those chickens are going to come home to roost. Uh, yes, it looks like they have. So, uh, Governor, you are you're under your administration, uh, looking at um, you know more and more the states. They always say the laboratories of democracy, right? Uh, and I think states have become even more so because the Congress isn't doing much, so it's up to the states to move, which you've done in some uh, very uh, progressive ways. I want to ask you about a few of those initiatives and tell us what Illinois has done. Let's start with reproductive rights for women. Where does Illinois stand? Well, let's start with the fact that uh, this is a uh, state, and I believe the entire nation is pro-choice. And when the Dobbs decision came down, it was clear that we needed to double down on our efforts to protect a woman's rights and a woman's right to choose. So, you know, in the wake of that decision, uh, we we did exactly that. I want to remind you that in Illinois, when I became governor, we passed the uh, Reproductive Health Act, and it, that fun, uh, you know established the fundamental right in our state for mm -hmm. a woman to get an abortion and to get reproductive rights cared for. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've passed a number of other bills since then. But when Dobbs was passed, it, it made it clear that, that we were going to be an island in the country, in the Midwest. Uh, yeah. And, you know, people come from hundreds of miles, indeed more than a thousand miles from Illinois in order to exercise what should be a fundamental national right. Um, but they have to come to Illinois to actually exercise it. So uh, we uh, in funded those programs, made sure that we were welcoming, made sure we protected their privacy, because there are some states that are trying to outlaw everything about abortion. Uh, and so we've made tremendous progress. We uh, not only passed a number of bills to, to do that, but my administration's issued executive orders. And uh, uh, I believe that we need to be a beacon for uh, women across the country and uh, most importantly, a, uh, you know, a, an oasis, a place that people know that they can come and exercise those rights. So uh, I, I'm going to support uh, every candidate I can who's pro-choice and who's going to make this entire nation pro-choice. We have a president of the United States who believes in a woman's right to choose, and we need to make sure he gets reelected. Do you find the people of Illinois uh, support that policy, support that program? Oh, fun. You should have seen what happened, you know, uh, beginning in, um, in uh, you know, the summer of 2022 when the Dobbs decision came out, uh, people came out in the streets and mm. protested. I mean, it was, you could tell there was a rush of, uh, you know, of anger and a decision that had been made by people who had been sitting on the sidelines 
that they needed to get active. They needed to show up and 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 go to the polls. And we saw that, especially in the suburbs in the November election here in Illinois. So my expectation is that uh, those same people, as they are reminded over and over again by the the uh, uh, terrible policies being put forward by Ron DeSantis and by uh, Mike Pence uh, and other candidates for president on the Republican side, that they're going to you know, once again, see their rights being attacked and they're going to show up in 2024 in droves. One other issue where Congress is very reluctant, they they won't even talk about it, is gun safety. Uh, Despite a record number of mass shootings uh, in this country, uh, again, Governor, um, Illinois has moved forward under your administration. Where do things stand now? What have you been able to do? Well, you know, I visited with uh, the president in Washington a year ago and brought with me the the mayor of Highland Park and the commander mm-hmm. of the Highland Park Police. It was shortly after the uh, terrible mass shooting in Highland Park. And uh, the president pledged to us that uh, he's going to uh, you know, work to his last breath to make sure that we ban assault weapons in the nation. Um, that we ban uh, high-capacity magazines, and that we make uh, our streets safer and our communities safer uh, with gun safety legislation. Now, uh, it's hard to do in a Congress that's Republican, a House that's Republican, a Congress that's divided. Uh, the Senate is you know, really just about 50-50. And uh, so I understand why it hasn't happened yet. But here in Illinois, we took action. Uh, we actually have banned assault weapons. We banned high-capacity magazines. We banned switches that turn a you know a regular gun into an automatic weapon. Uh, this has been an important change, and and the people of Illinois overwhelmingly support this. We have universal uh, background checks in Illinois already. Uh, we have a firearms owner identification card that allows us to track to make sure that uh, people are eligible actually to get a gun if they want to go purchase one. Uh, So we've taken real action in Illinois, but it's not enough. We're surrounded by states that have lax gun laws, Indiana, Mm. Missouri, Mm -hmm. uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Kentucky. Uh, So, you know, it's challenging. But nevertheless, again, we're an oasis in in the Midwest. We are going to protect our people as best we can from gun violence, and in particular from these assault weapons. Now, I I remember growing up around Wilmington, Delaware, Governor, that around the courthouse there were all these little bail bondsmen, all that kind of stuff. I was surprised to see that uh, that's something you've moved on to uh, in Illinois, getting rid of cash bail, right? Why? Well, the Safety Act, which is what it's called here in Illinois, it was Mm -hmm. passed to, to bring an end to a system where Wealthy, violent offenders can buy their way out of jail, while less fortunate, nonviolent offenders wait in jail for a trial. Sometimes they may have need only about $1,000 to get out of jail, but they just don't have it. Mm, And by the way, you're taking nonviolent offenders often, keeping them in jail. They're losing their job because they can't go to work. Uh, These are nonviolent offenders again. and, And so they can't even earn the money to that you know mm-hmm. that would re- be required for bail, uh, uh, and at the same time, again, violent offenders, often wealthy people, or you know, people who just have those resources. It could be that they're uh, repeat offenders of a different sort, maybe a former drug dealer who's got money. 
it's not that they went and earned it anywhere uh, in a legal yeah. way, uh, but they can buy their way out. So Republicans have tried for years now to, to, to twist the meaning of you know, bail reform by confusing voters and spreading misinformation, lying about the truth. And um, this act, uh, with the clarifications that we've made in trailer bills and so on, helps to right the wrongs of policies that have been disproportionately harming low-income marginalized communities. And I'm proud of the work that we've done uh, there's, uh, you know, the Republicans uh, in Illinois, when they lose at the ballot box, when they lose in the legislature, they try to take things to court. They go venue shopping for a local court that has a Republican legislate, uh, sorry, a Republican mm -hmm. judge. Uh, and then, you know, we, we have to battle our way through the appellate uh, process into the Illinois Supreme Court. And we're doing that now on the Safety Act. But I am confident that we're going to be able to effectuate this law uh, that was supposed to already go into effect, but probably by the beginning of next year. Uh, again, our guest today, Governor J.B. Pritzker, state of Illinois, 43rd governor of the state of Illinois. So, Governor, when Ron DeSantis is out on the campaign trail, uh, when he's not talking about how strong he is to take on the Disney Corporation, uh, <laughs> which I still find strange for a Republican to be so anti-business, but um, he's talking about he's proud of that he's cleaned the bookshelves in school libraries uh, and banned books right and left, which he says is a great achievement of his. Uh, you take a different approach in Illinois. Yes, we do. And, of course, Ron DeSantis and the entire uh, GOP uh, field of candidates uh, talk about freedom. They talk about standing up for freedom, but what do they want to do? They want to take away a woman's right to choose. They want to take away your right to read a book in a library. Uh, yeah. um, you know, literally they, they are anti-freedom and it's so George Orwell 1984 that they talk about freedom while they're taking away your freedom. Uh, in Illinois, of course, we uh, paid very close attention to this and we've done several things. Number one, back in the municipal elections that occurred, library boards and school boards uh, back in April, uh, I became very involved, so did the Democratic Party of Illinois, in making sure that people knew who the extremist candidates were that were running for these local school boards and, and library boards, the folks who want to ban books, the folks who want to uh, you know, implement don't say gay or, or uh, you know, and frankly, to marginalize people in our schools. Um, and we won. We won in most places in Illinois, and I'm very proud of the work that we did there. But we went further than that. We also introduced and passed a bill in our General Assembly that bans book bans. Essentially, <laughs> we're, we're, we're telling libraries that we're not going to fund you if you are a book banning library. And we're requiring uh, American Library Association Library Bill of Rights be adopted by schools, again, if they want to receive funding from the state. So we, we've taken a significant action to fight back against book banning. Ron DeSantis, if he wants to run uh, as the Republican nominee, uh, we can't take, wait to take him on. Uh, on this issue, because most people understand that their freedom is at stake when they can't read a book that they choose to. And, and the kinds of books that he's tried to ban in Florida, you know, the, the biography and autobiography of Hank Aaron, uh, you know, and uh, the idea that people can't read what uh, they want to read uh, because the government is going to take away their rights. You talked about um, 
the the war on Disney. Once again, he's all about freedom, but not when a company disagrees <laughs> with him. Yeah, then he wants right. to take away their rights using government power. Uh, and finally, on the issues, uh, the issue of immigration, of course, is always a favorite one for the Republicans. And we've seen uh, Ron DeSantis again and uh, Greg Abbott in Texas. Their solution is uh, to put some of these uh, immigrants, refugees who come into the country, on the bus, on a plane, send them to New York, to Martha's Vineyard, to Sacramento, or to Chicago. Governor, how do you deal with this? Well, yeah, they're treating vulnerable migrant families. These are people who are legally in this country. We've given them asylum, uh, the, or the opportunity to seek asylum, and they're here legally. And they're using them as pawns and sending them all over the country. They think this is uh, beneficial politically for them. But the reality is that, you know, we welcome refugees. My family are refugees. My family came from Ukraine uh, many, many years ago and uh, were escaping the pogroms, uh, which would have meant death for, for my family. And uh, uh, this is a country made up of refugees and immigrants. We ought to be welcoming them. So we do that here in the state of Illinois, in the land of Lincoln, the home state of Barack Obama. We, we understand that there is a humanitarian crisis when people are shipped from Texas to uh, Illinois, often against their will, uh, with no help and no support. Uh, we know that we need to welcome them. And so we do. We've uh, significantly funded our welcome centers and made sure that we're providing shelter and food and those kids that are coming here with their families are able to go to school. Uh, we're doing everything we can to help them. But it is a, a humanitarian crisis. And apparently, uh, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott don't understand that. They don't care about these people. And their view is their chattel uh, and can be sent anywhere, even against their will. Uh, have you had a chance to talk to Governor Gavin Newsom from California, my governor, about uh, possible kidnap charges against DeSantis or Abbott? Well, I talk to him, uh, I would say somewhat frequently, but, uh, but I've not talked to him about this subject. Uh, I know that uh, we're both pretty busy. We talk about a lot of things together. <laughs> right. I'm, always, I'm always jealous when you know, California is running a $90 billion surplus and not so, je <laughs> not so jealous when it's running a $30 billion deficit. Um, and I often joke with him that um, you know, if he could just send some of his $90 billion surplus uh, our way, uh, you know, we'd be very appreciative. Um, but, but again, we don't want his deficits. Um, I, I, look, the California has got a bigger problem even than we do, right? There's a, you know, 39 million people, uh, in California. It's a, you know, it's a large state, it's a border state. Uh, and so it's got its own challenges here in Illinois. You know, we don't expect as many, uh, immigrants and migrants as we get. Uh, but when they arrive here, we do everything we can to support them. Right. Uh, so, Governor, we are already into the 2024 presidential campaign, maybe starting too early, maybe not, but that's where we are. And you'll be playing a big role in that. We're going to take a quick break here on the Bill Press Pod. Then we'll come back. I want to talk to you about 2024. And today's podcast with Governor J.B. Pritzker is brought to you by the Laborers International Union of North America, or LIUNA, L-I-U-N-A, as they call themselves. Over half a million strong, the men and women of the laborers' union, under their new president, Brent Booker, just took over from our good friend Terry O'Sullivan, uh, who has retired. 
after a great service there at the, as the head of Layuna. Under new president Brent Booker, the members of the laborers union active in the construction field, in the energy field, and in healthcare across the nation. And this week, they became the first union to officially endorse Joe Biden and Kamala Harris for 2024. Good for them. We salute all the members of the laborers union uh, and recommend you check out their website at liuna.org, L-I-U-N-A dot org. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back with Governor J.B. Pritzker from Illinois, of course, 43rd governor of Illinois, first uh, elected in 2018, re-elected in 2022. Uh, And uh, 2024, it's going to be Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. Um, I imagine, knowing you, Governor, you're not going to be sitting on the sidelines in 2024. Uh, How active in the campaign are you going to be or want to be? Already am and and am a you know a big supporter of the Biden Harris ticket. I really think that Joe Biden is first of all one of the most empathic people that's ever held the office of president, and he's gotten a lot done given that the, we have a divided Congress. I mean, just think about the uh, you know the Inflation Reduction Act and the Infrastructure Bill and the Chips and Science Bill and so on. And that was all done with bipartisan support. So I, I think he's done a terrific job and deserves four more years. And especially when you take a look at what they're offering on the other side of the aisle, uh, we're lucky that we've got someone so terrific and with such great experience uh, leading our nation. Um, I have been uh, not only traveling the country to support the president, but also you know a number of uh, press opportunities uh, to make sure that people know that here in the Midwest, we support him. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer and Tim Walls and Tony Evers and uh, Andy Bashirs and I all have worked together to kind of get the message out there that, uh, that Joe Biden is a, uh, doing a great job and that we need him to support our Midwestern values. Not, not worried that he is uh, the ripe age of 80? 
you know what? Think about everything that he's gotten done just in the last few years and then tell me you think he's too old for the job. <laughs> I mean, he's probably gotten more done in this short period of time, what he's been office for, for what, two and a half years now? Um, mm-hmm. Think about what he's done. He saved the country from COVID. He made sure that we got vaccines in arms faster than anybody imagined we could. And again, I talked about all the bills that he got passed that are, have, have rescued the economy and made sure that we're moving this country ahead, becoming a manufacturing powerhouse once again, uh, and uh, uh, fighting climate change with you know real dollars going to the right things that are helping us build clean energy uh, and making sure that we've got a you know a future of. Uh, clean jobs that are available to everybody. So uh, I, I, I'm not worried about, about that. What I am worried about, honestly, is the idea that the Republicans can somehow fool uh, people with their candidates, that, that, uh, that they'll you know, certainly attack the president uh, and that somehow people will believe the attacks and not pay attention to the fact that the leading candidate for the Republican nomination is committing espionage. So one of the uh, I've been to a lot of Democratic conventions, Governor. Um, honestly, one of the best ones I remember, 1996 in Chicago. Uh, it was a great party, a great show. Uh, you're the Democratic Party's coming back in the summer of 2024. Uh, what can we expect? What do you got planned? Well, we're so excited to welcome everybody back to Chicago. You know, Chicago's hosted more conventions than any other city in the country. Uh, oh, we know okay. how to, we know yeah. that's true. And we, we know how to do it. Um, and 1996, I remember it vividly as well. Uh, you know, summer in Chicago is about the best thing you could imagine. Uh, we, we, one of the pitches we made, in fact, in the final throws uh, uh, with the, the competition with the other cities was that, you know, do you want to be in 105 degrees or do you want to be in the, you know, the beautiful summertime, you know, 81 degrees in Chicago? Uh, we also, the United Center was the host, as you know, uh, back in 1996, the venue. Uh, yep. That's once again going to be the venue and, of course, McCormick Place. Uh, and then we've got, you know, the best food, the best hospitality, the best ho- hotels uh, in the entire nation. So it'll be a great convention. And I think a reminder to people also that we're a state that stands up for uh, individual freedom. We talked about some of that and also for workers' rights. We just passed a workers' rights amendment here in Illinois. And we, you know, we believe in the power of collective bargaining. Uh, and we're a state that shows that off and very proud of it. We are the, uh, you know, the state that really created the first unions in the nation. Uh, and so this is all part of, I think, a message that will be uh, heralded in the summer of 2024 at the Democratic Convention. Well, we look forward to a replay of 96. We forget about the 68 convention. Let's just forget about that one, right? But 96, the best part I remember was the big party out on the Navy Yard. Isn't that what it's called? Navy Pier, I guess. Navy Pier, yes. And we've got a lot of parties planned for you, I promise you. (laughs) Some of the best venues for parties. And, and, you know, we we have some of the best performers coming as well. So I think it's going to be a terrific, terrific summer and and a great convention. I I hope to see you when you're here. Well, Governor, you remind me, it's been a couple of years since I've been out to Chicago and to your great state. So uh, I've got to get back and, uh, and say hello in person. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for your good work. And we'll see you uh, down the road, Governor Pritzker. 
Thanks, Bill. And that's it for today's podcast. Good to have Governor J.D. Prisker with us. He's doing a great job there in Illinois. Good to have all of you with us, too. We'll be back Friday for the Reporters' Roundtable to look back on what promises to be, as already is, a very, very newsy week with the Trump indictment, Trump's appearance in court in Miami. Now we've seen the charges themselves. We've seen the documents. They are devastating. Uh, So we'll take a look at that, and uh, we'll see if by the end of the week Kevin McCarthy has uh, gotten back in control of the Republican caucus in the House, or are things still out of control with the Freedom Caucus running the show and not the Speaker of the House. Lots to talk about on the roundtable. That's Friday. So have a great week, folks. Come back and see us on Friday for the next edition of the Bill Press Pod.